0: This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment.
1: Hello, football fans, and welcome to the Onside Kick. My name is Ricky Widmer, and as always, I'm joined by the Mark Weber. Tub them ease. And this week, uh, you guys get two podcasts, two podcasts right at the same time, back-to-back yeah. as... The Primetime Podcast and The Onside Kick, Aaron, the same We're day. just so
0: excited. You know, we're just so excited for another year of The Onside well, Kick. And
1: I mean, yeah, I was going to bring that up. You say another year of The Onside Kick. Before we get into anything, I mean, this is it. Do we have to sing happy birthday to the podcast?
0: They are supposed to sing to us.
1: They're so, so the yeah. listeners are supposed so to sing your, to us. So
0: post your videos. The- on I like Twitter, that. on your YouTube, like that. Twitter us, you know, tweet Reactions, at us reaction videos and find uh, us. sing us some songs. Yeah, sing yeah. us some happy birthday.
1: Sing us some happy birthday. I mean,
0: the on- which, which is king, I believe is while. no longer copyrighted.
1: No, it's not. So they you can it sing
0: it now, and without yeah. being sued, and you can
1: put "React" in the title. Yeah, or do a reaction to onside kick birthday. Hashtag onside kick birthday. That's
0: a long hashtag. There we go.
1: Or pot. what do they call it? The podcast anniversary or something. These are all really long to hashtags. Like I'm not saying hashtag that. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, what do they call the it? The podcast anniversary or something? I don't know if
0: that's a thing, but we just called it that. The
1: first onside kick, just for you guys, a little trivia knowledge. The first onside kick I recorded, Mark, you were not there. Nope. It, it was me, Dave Ulster, mm-hmm. and Brandon Swanson in Dave's basement. On a couch. On the couch, and it was right after equal Manning, mm. Eli Manning, beat Tom Brady for the second time. Yeah. That was it. That you know was what's really Bowl confusing about the Manning
0: brothers now? Is now they're, they're both, both called e- Yeah, they're both called equal <laughs> Manning. So which one are you talking about? The one Eli, that's still playing or the one that's retired?
1: Eli's still better in my book because he's perfect. 100%. He's 100%. Peyton's only finished half of his plate.
0: Yep. That's why I was, I was telling Ricky that Thanksgiving dinner, Eli's going to sit there and go, Hey, Peyton, I finished 100% <laughs> of my plate. Looks like you've only finished 50% of yours.
1: Well, we got a jam-packed podcast today, and I say it every week, but we're going to be talking some Super Bowl Super Bowl topics as we've got Cam Newton and Peyton Manning. We both got to talk about the quarterbacks. And then in the middle is what the podcast is named, but we're putting it in the middle this week. We got Todd McShay mock draft. You can also go ahead. I'm going to leave a link down in the description to my 2.0 mock draft as I am the Todd McShay for MVP. So, Boom, you get a mock draft, you get us talking about mock draft, but the first thing we are going to talk about Mark is Cam Newton. And the big thing revolving around Cam Newton is the main part is the presser after the Super Bowl. You can tell he was upset. I'll be honest. I I'm never going to be in that situation. I am never going to know You're what it's like. You never going to lose a
0: Super Bowl, Ricky. To lose a Super
1: Bowl, at the age of twenty six, is me and Cam because are the it's, same age. It's basically too yeah. late. Yeah. It's too late. I am Cam Newton is I am living vicariously through.
0: If you were to Cam somehow Newton. make it on an NFL team that goes to the <laughs> Super Bowl, you will be twenty seven. You will never know how it was to be twenty six. I in would be Bowl. the
1: extension cord holder, but too late. They don't have any more of those because everything is wireless. But in the presser, the thing and I don't know it. Ra- it rubbed me the wrong way, and I mean I'm not. I'm not one of like, the critics for Cam Newton that's like, see, I told you so. This mm-hmm. is what we were talking about. Yeah. I just saw it and was like, dude, this was your opportunity. This was your opportunity to graciously—I mean, it is—don't get me wrong. It is hard to graciously accept losing. There, You don't know how many times in my video game career. Yeah. I'm going to lose the game. but. Oh, oh, it restarted. I don't know what happened. It restarted. Whoops. Oh, yeah. no, it got unplugged from the wall. So I kind of, and on the flip side, I'm like, okay, I kind of know what you're going through. But at the same time, the demeanor, the hood being up, the like smirks on the face, not lo- it looked like he wasn't looking people in the eye. My big thing was you missed your chance, Cam. You missed your chance. And what everyone's mostly angry at is him walking away. Why he walked away, we don't know. We have an idea. But what did you think after after seeing that press conference from, Pat, from well, Cam Newton?
0: To, to kind of put it into perspective here and my opinions on it, he played like shit. Mm-hmm. We can put that out there. He played badly. But team game, that offensive line, if you thought Cam Newton played bad, that offensive line played worse.
1: Or did Von Miller and DeMarcus Ware just want it more? Cliches, Mark. Did they just well, want it more?
0: You remember my reason why I picked the Denver Broncos to win? The defense, was because well, defense and because Peyton Manning gave that team something a little extra to play mm-hmm. for. Uh, that's just what happens. Now, the the offense was terrible. When Cam Newton was Cam Newton, you could tell he was nervous from the beginning. He was overthrowing it. He was throwing above. Everything he was, was putting a jump some ball. heat on his passes. Yeah. too. And when like they Brett Favre heat when they got to a receiver. This you know group of scrubs he's got out there they dropped it. Mm-hmm. Cam this game proved that Cam Newton and the defense have been carrying well, and Jonathan Stewart have been carrying this team for a while. Yeah, this team did not. This team did not look like they deserved to be there, mm-hmm. essentially in this playoff game, and Cam Newton was frustrated. Now, first thing, my first response to Ricky Widmer when he texted me our topics today was half jokingly, if Tom Brady was reacting this way people would call him passionate
1: well i'll be honest i'll throw it out there originally Mm -hmm. originally when i texted you this wasn't even on the docket we Mm -hmm. had marshawn lynch retiring yeah on the docket ahead of this and then i went home i watched the videos and i was like no 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 this needs this is what this
0: is what the well the ladies and the gentlemen want to hear
1: well not just that i'll be honest this is kind of like what you guys want to hear right now is everyone's talking about it but I, it just passionately rubbed me the wrong way, yeah. and at first, and there's a reason why. If you looked at my Twitter, and if you were one of the people that followed me, you didn't see me tweet anything after the Super Bowl about it, because the thing is, we live in a we, we live in a time now where oh, I saw something, I need to react to it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know what? It, it rubbed me the wrong way. I'm going to get to talk about it tomorrow, which would be right now. And part of me is like, we don't know the full story. Yeah. Because well, at first, I mm-hmm. the first video I saw, I couldn't hear what the reporter said. To me, it sounded like he was saying something about confidence in the locker room, and that wasn't even true.
0: Yeah. It I mean the questions were kind of dumb. But to so Cam Newton, he he's very he's visibly frustrated. Mm-hmm. The the moment you can see it best, I believe it was the fourth quarter, is when he's almost getting sacked in the end zone. He throws the ball away, he gets that hit, which he wanted to he kept,
1: be where he kept the pad out. Yeah, yeah. he yeah.
0: wanted it to be called a late hit, but it wasn't really much of a late hit. It uh, could have been
1: called a late hit, let's be honest. It
0: could have been, but I it's pretty close. Mm-hmm. Pretty close call there. Um I wouldn't have called it if I was the ref. And he visibly upset, visibly frustrated on the field. That's kind of what my joking, if it was Tom Brady, people would just call him passionate type of moment. But people want, especially after the game we've watched, Mm -hmm. multiple fumbles and interception, one of those fumbles leading to the the fumble recovery for six, uh, people wanted to hate on Mm Cam. People have been wanting to hate on
1: Cam. Well, I'm going to throw a line out there that Chris Carter was the first to say it. Mm Mm-hmm. And now numerous ESPN personalities are using the same thing. With this press conference, he gave his critics the fuel to the fire. He could have silenced Mm -hmm. every single critic. He could have. Coming into this Super Mm -hmm. Bowl, that, oh, you know what, the flashy quarterback of Cam Newton, he dances too much, he dabs too much, Mm -hmm. this and that. He could have came
0: in, been gracious, said, STFU, gave him the
1: middle finger and walked out.
0: When has that ever once been Cam Newton? Point me a time in his career where he ever has done that. And that's part of the reason people are criticizing. But Mm -hmm. the thing I want to say is, Two weeks ago we were just praising him for being a different kind of quarterback, for giving us the dab, for giving us the smile, you know, for being this guy who's finally different, who's not gonna sit there and give us Bill Belichick one word answers that don't answer our questions. He basically did. He gave well, no, us no. one word answers. Yes, but I'm saying he's he's not going up there doing the typical quarterback. He's not Peyton Manning, he's not Tom Brady, he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not going up there and saying, Well, you guys lost. Why did you lose? Well, the other team was just a good team, and it just wasn't our day. He's not giving that answer. He's giving it from the heart because that's who he's always been. But he didn't give it from the heart. He he the, is. He's upset. Well, how is that not when from you're the heart? But when
1: you're, how is there that going, not from the heart? He basically gave the same thing on the other side. Mm-hmm. Of, they outplayed us. Because why they though? outplayed us?
0: Why though? Because he's upset. When you're upset because you just got dumped or you just got fired or you just you know got rejection of whatever way, you're not sitting there saying, well, let me pour all this out there. You're going, I don't want to talk about it right now. You come at me tomorrow and we'll talk. Right now, I don't want to talk about it. I st- This, oh, who was it? I don't remember who it was, but I, it might not have even been football. Mm-hmm. But a couple of years ago or something, there was one of these big moments where – the common question was, "Why do we even make the losing team get up there and answer questions? Like, what a slap in the face to that coach, to that quarterback, to that receiver that fell." You know, for the Seahawks example, Malcolm Butler made that amazing catch, uh, but the receiver who didn't catch it feels pretty bad, right? bald Baldwin, yeah, or like or the, the curse, I think it was the uh, if you know, or in that case, Russell Wilson throwing the interception. Now, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson went up there and he. You know, spoke very kindly from what I remember. See, and that's where, but I, it's just kind of a slap to the face of the opposing team. I agree
1: with, and to me, I can't, and I'm not excusing well, that. And to either. me, we'll get to and that too. You too, I can't, I can't talk of mm. like I've actually been there. I will never be there to where yeah. I have a disappointing moment and someone On shoves that a grand scale. Yeah, and someone shoves a microphone. Mm. Like I'm talking at all, like. If a girl dumps me, yeah. no one's going to shove a microphone in my face right after it happens. Mm-hmm. like that's where I am in life the The worst that I may get is that like I say something on Twitter and yeah. someone comes I mean, after me for it. Two but.
0: things with this is that one this was probably and I hate to say this because this is such a privileged thing to mm-hmm. be able to say for Cam Newton, but this was probably the worst day of his life. He lost a, the biggest game he's ever played on the biggest scale. Millions of people are watching this to him, and I know this sounds so I'm so say, privileged. I'm gonna say but that is second, probably the worst day of his life.
1: I'm gonna actually go ahead. Maybe as of right now, it seems like it, but for me, looking outside in, mm-hmm. I would say second worst. And I made that may shock people, but to me, the worst day in Cam Newton's life. To me, looks like, and I'm not Cam Newton, so yeah, neither one of us can say the truth or not. But for me, if it was me, the worst day of my life is if I left high school, Mm -hmm. most likely to succeed, fuck you guys, I'm giving you the finger Mm because I'm better than you, gonna go to Florida and do great things. And then I get kicked out of Florida for stealing laptops, and basically I come home and I'm the butt of everyone's joke. That to me. Would be, and I mean now
0: I would call that personally that would be my second worst.
1: That to me would be the worst because Mm -hmm. I was supposed to be so great, but the scale is
0: not as big.
1: Well, it's then that's why I said surprisingly because the Super Bowl is on a big enough scale. I agree. I have a number two as well for this. One second, I just Mm -hmm. the thing I was trying to get at that I just wanted to throw out there was the thing that and Chris Carter said it, and he could say it because he played in the league. He's like, Mm -hmm. I lost in two NFC championships. I never went to The Super Bowl, but it's a part of the business of mm-hmm. the NFL that when you lose, you have to go out there and not be you don't have to be gracious, mm-hmm. but you have to, in air quotes, play the game. Yeah, you can't go out there and act well, like this.
0: Play this is a great, a great, uh, kind of lead in that you're using that I'm gonna pause on, really okay. quick, because I do want to give credit to Marshall Falk going out there and saying, Hey. I've been in those shoes. I've lost a Super Bowl before.
1: To Tom Brady.
0: Yeah. I have lost. And it sucks. You guys don't know how badly it sucks. I'm not going to judge Cam Newton. I don't agree with what he's doing, but I'm not going to judge him. Mm -hmm. And those aren't his words exactly. But that's basically the gist of what he was saying pretty much right. I think it was right after the Super Bowl he was saying this. Uh, So I I respect that because we all can say these things. Skip Bayless can say these things. You know, uh, take your favorite talking head. They can Mm -hmm. say all of this. But none of us know, and none of us are in those shoes. Um, I don't want to use my leading because I know you're looking up for the Chris or for the Marshall Fall quote. No,
1: I'm right not. Now. I was looking up for um, the basically what we got from Cam, mm-hmm. and you guys have already seen it. But I want to say it right now is um, they're like, "What's your ma- message for Panther fans? We'll be back." I heard that. I'm like, "Good, good. I like that. Lead off of that. Lead off of uh-huh. that." But then it was just stuff like, "No." Got outplayed, got outplayed, bro. The things that I didn't like were when someone said, Did you see anything that you didn't expect? And he says, They just they just played better than us. I don't know what the I don't know what you want me to say because hearing that I'm like, Oh mm. dude, you're getting defensive and I know it's hard. Yeah. I know it's hard. I will never and I can't say enough, I will never feel that pain in my life. Mm-hmm. But you can't come off like that. But you I, cannot come the, off like that. The, and thing the, que- that, the last question mm-hmm. he was asked before he said, I'm done, was, um, I know you're disappointed, not just for yourself, but for your teammates. It's got to be really tough, though. It wasn't even a question. To me, the best question that he messed up on was someone asked, um, what did Ron Rivera tell you after the game? He told us a lot of things. And someone asked about... Um, Ron Rivera made a comment right here. Uh, Ron Rivera said Denver two years ago had a tough time and they bounced back. Do you take that to heart? And the way he said no, I'm like, oh, you like Mm -hmm. if I was not in your corner, I would fucking hate you right now. But you Mm. are lucky I'm in your corner and I am not going to hate you because you look like a spoiled brat. That's that's what I was thinking. You look like Mm -hmm. a spoiled brat.
0: I think. Well, I think the best question that you could use in this thing is can you put into word or to use to say like this is just ridiculous is can you put into words the disappointment you feel right now his answer will be lost it's, it's you know but and and i i will say to be to be honest
1: though go ahead and I, I will say it.
0: that cam newton should have handled this better probably um no i don't necessarily know what people expect and i think that it's to expect him to act like Peyton Manning when mm-hmm. he's never once in his entire life acted like Peyton Manning is a little stupid. You're setting yourself up for disappointment. But he could have handled this better, and he didn't. And we'll get into some other things with other players in a little bit, I too. Wanna,
1: I want to throw this out. I was Before I came to—because we're, what, podcast two in a row of mm-hmm. me because I had to record the primetime podcast before this. But before I came to the primetime podcast today— I was watching the Doug Gottlieb show, which I never do. I'm not Mm. really a huge fan of Doug, but today today I am because he played Real Big Fish. I'm starting to like Doug now because he likes Real Big Fish. So cool, I can respect that. But he was talking about this because his biggest thing was today. He's like, you know what? Today, we're just going to talk Super Bowl because he goes, this is the only day in America where I can come out and say, hey, remember that play where— the Broncos punter did this, and then the Broncos player caught it and ran, and they thought he fair caught it. Now He's like, I'm mm-hmm. not even using names, but everyone in America could go, oh, yeah, I remember that play. Mm-hmm. I forgot about it, but I remember He's like, this is the only day where everybody watched one football game. And the one thing he said about Cam that was the best was, he goes, these basically he said these questions are shit. The question he's like I wanted them to ask was why the fuck didn't you and I'm obviously mm-hmm. not yeah. saying it like Doug I'm saying it in my own words but why the fuck didn't you dive on the ball? Why didn't mm-hmm. you give it all you got instead of saying uh, nope, don't want to get
0: hurt? By that time, you, I mean, by that time he knew the game was oh,
1: done. Oh, yeah, but no. He was no, he was, no, out. He was checked the, out. You're on the biggest stage, you got to give it all you got. That's the question. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I want to know that. Why didn't you dive on the ball? I want to know why
0: his receivers weren't giving it all they got. Why they didn't catch the ball. Defense, they gave it all they had. They tried their damned hardest to good. stop. They tried their damned hardest to stop Peyton only Manning. One and off, they basically did. one offensive touchdown. It and that was only Peyton because Manning. they got right there. They mm-hmm. were right there. A that penalty, defense tried their a hardest. A
1: penalty and a turnover got them yeah. into that. that. That defense for Carolina
0: did great. They did everything they, they could. They couldn't have done even better. No. Nope. They couldn't have done better. The the thing that I do want to say with Cam Newton, and my biggest frustration, like I said, I think Cam Newton should have been better. Now, I think everyone set themselves up for disappointment, like I said. Why mm-hmm. do you expect him to talk like Peyton Manning when the man's never done it? Um, but is he's 26 years old and like i said just had probably the first or second worst day of his life on national mm-hmm. tv once again super privileged to say that but he's just had the worst day of his life on national tv and everyone's going to criticize him he knows this he's never once proven or he's he acted like cam newton usually will kind of act heart on the sleeve he's going to show it how it, you know how he feels inside he's showing you that he feels very disappointed But the thing that kind of also bugs me is, one, just two weeks ago, everyone's praising him for that, and now we're criticizing him for it. Two, just a few years ago, and before the podcast, Ricky, I apologize, it was not two years ago. It was when Peyton Manning lost in the Super Bowl to the Saints, not to the Seahawks. What did Peyton Manning do instead? He did not go in halftime shake hands. Or not halftime, at the end of the game, shake hands. He left immediately. He jogged off the field.
1: How old was he, though, at that time?
0: That was six years ago. So, he, so was, he was older than Peyton. Okay. Older than Cam Newton. By a fair amount. Older by about seven years.
1: But that was also the thing with Peyton mm-hmm. is I think Broncos Peyton mm-hmm. is even more mature than Colt's Payton. Well, he's forty. Because Colt, well Nearly. Just, he's thirty. Not just that, but Colts Colts Peyton mm-hmm. was top of the like top of the world. Either number just one like or Cam no, Newton number one, number two. Mm-hmm. Depending on who you talk to. Yeah. Because it was either, hey, who do you think's the best quarterback? It's either Peyton or Tom Brady. Then the next surgery mm-hmm. happened. Like, I feel like after he left Indy, he got Peyton humbled. got a little bit more humble, and as he got even older in his thirties, mm-hmm. he just he has this sense where it's like, you know what? Life is life. Sure. I'm not gonna be but doesn't, too hard doesn't on it. Doesn't
0: that prove the point of why are we all criticizing Cam Newton so much? The kid's 26. He's in his mid-20s. I mean, Peyton Manning, we're talking about a guy who was probably 33 years old at the time of that Super Bowl and runs off. Nobody said shit. Mm-hmm. We can talk about, I forget who it was that LeBron James was playing in the playoffs. Dallas, where The yeah, first
1: one they lost in yeah, Miami, Dallas. Same
0: thing. People did criticize LeBron a little bit. LeBron LeBron was a little
1: immature at that time. Not though. at this time. This not was at the com- same level as Cam Newton's game. You, you got to think about then the thing that's different with that mm-hmm. is that NBA finals LeBron was coming off of the decision which yeah. he regrets. But he was coming off the decision and I like Cam, but you know it was the best internet just poke mm-hmm. that I saw at Cam and I saw it on Twitter and it was great. Someone just posted a tweet on my uh, timeline that was just like, Oh, too bad, Cam. Too bad they don't make band aids for feelings. It's
0: true. It is sad they don't. At
1: this commercial. Yeah. Like, that was like, mm. Oh, like, and that, they posted that after the press conference. Like, yeah. Too bad they don't make band aids for feelings.
0: The the thing, the reason I bring things like that up is I just want to say that, and I made the joke about Tom, if it was Tom Brady, we'd call it passion. But, uh, and I, I say that because, yeah, as a Chicago Bears fan, I've said that multiple times about Jay Cutler. Well, if it was Aaron Rodgers, they would call it passionate mm-hmm. when he yells at his center for sucking so badly. Um, but it's kind of in the thing with Jay, and I'm just mm-hmm. going to throw it. Well, it's because people there. don't like his face. Well, it's not that. Just it's, like Cam Newton's people don't like spent, the way he acts.
1: He spends so much mm-hmm. time not, like not caring, mm-hmm. that when he does care, it's kind of I hard think it's to bullshit
0: to say Jay Cutler spends so much time not caring. I get what you mean, but I like, think it's bullshit it to say like it. looks like he
1: doesn't care. Yeah.
0: The man cares a shit ton. Mm-hmm. Um, he takes insulin shots on the sideline. He cares that much. But uh, the reason I bring those other players up is because it really just – I want to put it into perspective that Cam Newton yeah. is not the first person to do this. Next thing I want to use with another player, I want to talk about Marshawn Lynch. I don't want to talk about him retiring just yet. I will talk to him about him a couple years ago in the Super Bowl. Or last year in the Super Bowl, too, for that matter. What was everybody saying about press conferences? If the man doesn't want to do a press conference, leave him alone. Don't make him do the press conference. With Marshawn Lynch. Well, Cam Newton didn't want to do a press conference. He got up and he left. Now, I understand the NFL has not fined Cam Newton, at least not Mm -hmm. yet, and they probably won't. But the man didn't want to do a press conference. If it was Marshawn Lynch, that was okay, because we liked Marshawn Lynch. If it's Cam Newton, suddenly it's bullshit that he got up three. He gave you three minutes. That's something. He gave you something. Yeah, it was kind of shitty. He didn't give you anything to work with, but neither did. I'm just here so I don't get fined. So why is it for Marshawn Lynch? And I'm sure people in the comment section have all their reasons why it's not. Why is it that for Marshawn Lynch, it's okay for him to not want to do a press conference. But Cam Newton, the guy who just got beat on the biggest stage ever. Oh, you didn't give us good enough answers. You didn't give us enough time. We are mad at you. Grow up. Does he need to grow up a little bit? Sure, but he's 26 years old. I don't care, people. This is my my basically my final kibosh on it. Although we can keep talking if you want. I don't care that people don't really like the guy. I'm a fan of Jay Cutler. I don't care that people don't like quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I dis I don't disagree that he could have acted this be- he could have done this better. Does he have more mature maturity that he needs? Sure. Can he mature more? Yeah, and he will. I'm sure he will. If he comes back to another Super Bowl, I'm sure he will learn lessons from this Super Bowl and how he acted. Next time, I'm sure will be completely different. But with that being said, I think we all just need to calm down. Like we're all just so passionate. It's maybe it's because this Super Bowl was kind of boring. It was. Everything. The commercial. The commercials the half, weren't that great. The halftime cold play was boring. I you know, the cold Pl- It wasn't bad, but it just everything about the Super Bowl. Not a single thing was bad. Everything just wasn't good. I've got
1: one final comment. Well, just to
0: finish that off really quick, I just think that people just need. We just need to calm down. We all just need to relax a little bit. Understand where Cam Newton came from. Understand that he could have done better, but let's stop crucifying the guy Mm -hmm. about it. Let's let him. Let's let him just relax and be a person.
1: I got one thing, and this is the only reason. Like, this is the main thing, and I know they're two different players, but this is the main thing of, it's just, it happened a year ago, and it's, who was 26 last year and lost the Super Bowl? Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. What did Russell Wilson do in that press conference? He also had previously won a Super Bowl, though. I know he had previously won, but it still sucks to lose that first one. Yeah. Took ownership, and you and, I, and say, I can
0: give him credit for that. Early. You
1: you can say that uh, you know what, Ricky? It's because he already won one, mm-hmm. and Cam had not. I look at it as they're two. Of course, they're two different players. Yeah, and Cam Newton. It's you live by the sword, die by the sword, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. You love him because honestly, he doesn't have the maturity to. Like I'll be honest, I'm in the same boat. I don't have I'm not the most mature person. I yeah. like if I score a touchdown and pick up football 26? game, I'm dancing, yeah. I'm doing the superman, I'm doing the little like wave with my arm thing, but I'm not the fran- I'm not the face of a franchise. I'm not the guy who like what 2 weeks ago, mm-hmm. we were asking future of the NFL. When you're the future of the NFL, you got even though it sucks. You got to do things like what Russell Wilson did last year. And you can say it's because he already won one. But mm-hmm. same age, same everything. The only thing is they're two different people. And we're now going to move to a different topic. It's what the podcast was titled for this week. It's the main topic of the podcast this week. You're probably thinking, well, Ricky, whoa, thirty, almost 30 minutes in, the the Cam Newton one? Wasn't the main topic, but last week, Mark, Todd McShay went ahead and dropped his 2.0 for the 2016 NFL draft in suit. I went ahead the day before Super Bowl Sunday, which was Saturday, and dropped my 2.0. The biggest thing, and this is where we're going to start, is number one. He's got Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa, obviously the best talent in this draft draft. And I we're going to talk about this all the way up until the draft because Todd McShay kept him as number one. Is he really the number one pick for the Titans, or do they go Laramie Tunsil, or do you think they trade it?
0: I don't think anyone wants it. We're in another one of those situations where I don't think anyone wants to pay the price for pick number one.
1: There's one reason why they would trade it. One reason. If there's a team that needs a quarterback that's like, oh, crap, the Browns are—we want our quarterback. No, we this is the draft. Because the Browns are taking a quarterback. And if they a should. team— Well, they have to. They're getting they're the rid of Manziel. Yeah. They're the Browns. But, I mean, with the Browns, they're taking a quarterback. So if there's a team that needs a quarterback, that's the only way you're going to get someone trading for that pick.
0: Yeah, and I I just don't think anyone wants one of these quarterbacks bad enough. We don't have Andrew Luck out there. We don't have the, you know, I mean, even last year, people were at least high on these guys. No one really Mm -hmm. seems that high on any of these people. Uh, I mean, so much so, and I'm not trying to use this to criticize Carson Wentz, but so much so that we have an FCS quarterback possibly going to take number one. We know you love him. I love Carson. We know you love him.
1: After watching a little bit of his film, because I'm about 25% through my film break down through the process of getting all that film together for that video for our YouTube channel. Man, I love the guy. I feel like after watching his film. He's your Jimmy Garoppolo. You loved Jimmy Garoppolo well, a couple years I would, ago too. I would say he's more of my Joe Flacco, Tony Romo. I think yeah, but you
0: gonna, don't love those guys. I
1: think he's going to have success mm-hmm. in the NFL, and I think that he's the the reason why the Browns should take him And Todd McShay has them going golf, so I disagree with this. The reason why the Browns should take Wentz, not only are there reports that the Browns like Wentz and Hugh Jackson likes Wentz, it's that he's the most NFL-ready and if he's the most NFL-ready, that's who you need in Cleveland. You do not I, need I a project
0: know. if you're Hugh Jackson. I think he is a project, though. Because I mean, I think he has all the skills and the talent, but I just don't think he's seen that level of talent before. I mean, he that's, obviously has not.
1: He's, each of these quarterbacks are going to mm-hmm. need some type of coaching. Yeah. But he is the most NFL-ready of Goff and Paxton Lynch because the thing with Lynch is he's inconsistent. Mm-hmm. The thing with Goff— is that he is, to me, college and what he needs to do. Like, he came out of the same college, and he needs to do the same thing as this player. He's Aaron Rodgers, meaning he's coming out of Cal. He's got to sit behind someone for a year, may, a year at the least. He's got to sit. Like, he was the one that I was saying, go back to school for a year. Go back to school. Develop a little bit more. He came out. He's the guy that's got to sit. Paxton Lynch may ha- he he may have to sit as well. He may not get the luxury with how he's dropping. He yeah. may be the quarterback that luckily well, unluckily, gets thrown to the Rams. Because mm-hmm. the Rams, if they don't get Peyton, they're taking a quarterback. Even if they get Peyton,
0: they should take a, taking quarterback. a quarterback. Yeah. You got Peyton
1: for one game. Yeah, basically. I just, I just think Wentz is the most and like I'm saying most NFL ready of the quarterbacks. And the thing that Hugh Jackson needs to remember is new coaches in Cleveland get a short leash. Mm-hmm. You got to get this guy, plus he looks like the Red Rocket, and you got to get the one that's going to put you up for the most success because you you may only have a season in
0: Cleveland to turn yeah. it around. Now what would be interesting, though, um, typically not explored in scenarios, let's say the Titans go ahead and they take Joey Bosa, or some team trades up and they take whoever they want. Whatever quarterback we assume that they want. What if the Cleveland Browns decided we'll take Laramie Tunsil? That would probably be the smartest move they could take. It wouldn't hurt. It it would be great. The reason why it wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't sell jerseys. It wouldn't be sexy, but it'd be great.
1: The reason why it wouldn't hurt is you get a guy who you can say is the staple of your offensive line. Mm Mm-hmm. They have the. They technically have the 32nd pick, first of the second round. Technically, it's in first round territory because the Patriots forfeited. In most years, it would be. Yeah, in most years, it would be. What they can do if they wanted to take Tunsil at number two, take Connor Cook with the first pick of the second round,
0: or if you're lucky. Maybe one of these quarterbacks that are one of the Falls three quarterbacks. Yeah, maybe one of them is still there. At the least, you're getting
1: Connor Cook at the beginning of the second round. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying.
0: And that's even if you're saying, you know, maybe they've got the balls, they've got the cojones to say, we're not taking a quarterback this year. We'll find somebody to just be there for a year. Mm-hmm. We might suck this year. Maybe the Wolverine can whip out the claws and <laughs> the say. Wolverine. Hey, you're giving me more than one year. I'm not getting chudded.
1: Hugh, Hugh Jackson to me seems like, or Hugh Jackman, however mm-hmm. you want to look at it.
0: I think he commands some respect. He
1: seems like a guy already that is commanding that respect. with mm-hmm. The way he's kind of going through the personnel and already saying, hey, you know what, Johnny's out of here. Yeah. And I think he's the kind of coach where you give him more than a year. He's not a chud. However, it's Cleveland— And anything can happen. I mean, they go willy-nilly. They're even the one that uh, Conan Bryan... Did you watch the NFL Honors No, um, no, I did not. I watched the beginning of it because I wanted to see Conan's monologue. And Conan made the joke of the Browns hired somebody from the Mets. He goes, the Browns finally figured it out. They're playing the wrong sport. Yeah. And everyone laughed and it's like... You're bringing in a guy that you're going analytics, an uh, entire baseball mindset. Mm-hmm. We don't know how that's going to go. Another thing that could It's ha- the
0: Browns it can't get worse.
1: Another thing that could happen for the Browns is if the Titans go Tunsil, they can take Bosa, a defensive guy on the outside, address quarterback with that. It's mm-hmm. because they've got the first pick in the second round. Yeah, where they could if they feel like Connor Cook, Christian Hackenberg, one of those guys, they can wait. And maybe go with a Tunsil or a Bosa or even a Laquan Treadwell at number mm-hmm. two. Give the quarterback someone to throw to first, but that's yeah. kind of putting the cart in front of the horse.
0: Now, I, I just want to clarify something: that the Browns should have pick number thirty-three, not pick number thirty-two.
1: No, they they have picked number thirty-two. Do the
0: Titans not the, have their
1: second pick. No, the weird thing, and I don't know why this is. Mm-hmm. I looked it up. It's the in the second round, the Browns have thirty-two, Titans at thirty-three. And then the third round it flips, very so, strange. So the Titans have the first pick. Maybe of the it's third something round.
0: with the three and three. I don't really know. I'm I curious. No Somebody idea. in the comment section, please explain. I have
1: no. I looked it up and it confused me. But the Browns do have mm. the first pick of the se- second I, I round. I do.
0: The only thing I have against taking Joey Bosa. The reason why I think literally Tunzel's a good choice. Is because you're saying we're well, going I'm, to get our quarterback. I'm saying the if only, he's not there, the only way yeah. I'm
1: saying they take Bosa is if the Titans take Tunsil. Yeah. yeah, but even
0: then, I don't think taking Bosa is that great of an idea. And that because I think maybe you should take your quarterback. Well, he's the BPA. He'd be he is number one at number but, two. Taking Laramie Tunzel is saying mm-hmm. our quarterback will be protected when we get him. They're going the slow and steady route of we're going to get someone on the offensive line. Maybe we're going to go get ourselves a wide receiver. We're going to get a nice tight end, maybe a running back. We're going to get the pieces, yeah. and then we're just going to put a quarterback in place.
1: Now, one thing I don't agree like. I don't really agree with it because, I mean, the Cowboys don't really— Good, because it's
0: what I don't agree with either. The
1: Cowboys don't really need it, but Carson Wentz to the Cowboys, I don't agree with that.
0: It doesn't It doesn't have a huge surprise to me because Tony Romo is getting up there in age. They're going to mm-hmm. need somebody eventually. This past season did kind of show that, hey, backup quarterbacks are a commodity. Um, and you can groom him for a little bit. I mean, Carson Wentz is—I know you love the guy— But I'm saying he's a guy who could use some grooming. He needs to get used to the speed of the NFL. Mm -hmm. He has a good chance, and I could be wrong on this, but I think there's a good chance he has a rough beginning in the NFL and then gets good because he's just going to have that. His learning curve is a little steeper. The only
1: reason I don't agree with Wentz is if I'm Dallas and I'm taking a Cowboy, Wentz to me is if you take Wentz for the Cowboys, you're going to sit there and go, okay, he's ready after like a like Wentz, if he sits a year, it's not gonna hurt him. He can get acclimated to the game. But since he's in my mind the most NFL ready, if we're almost not ready to be done by next year, I know injury is the big thing with the Cowboys with quarterback, but there's going to be a time where Wentz gets ready sooner than let's say a Goff or a Lynch, and it's like, okay, when am I coming in? Yeah, Because I'm ready. That's why I disagree with it. Not, well,
0: I mean, I, I think the same thing for for uh, poor Jimmy Garoppolo mm-hmm. in New England. He's well, stuck there.
1: In mine, I had Goff. The only reason mm-hmm. I had Goff, well, one, I had Wentz going too, but the reason why I like Goff the most, if you're going to take a quarterback, Goff to the Cowboys is because of that Aaron Rodgers comparison where – Goff can be the Aaron Rodgers to Romo's Brett Favre and oh, that kind of killed me inside to make that comparison. Yeah, rough. yeah, I did it
0: very rough. Yeah, I mean, they definitely need a quarterback. They would be the people who I expect the team that I would expect to go for Connor Cook. You know, that second round guy who because we don't need him today. Mm-hmm. We don't even need him tomorrow you know we're going to need him a little further down the line that gives him plenty of time to to possibly pan out and maybe in the you know maybe in practice or something like that they say oh man that Connor Cook thing Ugh. we kind of regret that a little bit well they got next year's draft to mm-hmm. grab another guy and then maybe they can go get somebody in the first round the thing for the cowboys is just that they will probably not be in this position again they're probably not going to have the fourth overall pick in a long
1: time well and they got the uh the curse of Greg Hardy off their team
0: yeah he's gone so they don't have to worry about that Um, you know, it's just for me, it's just basically they don't have a better opportunity. So I guess why not? You know, it would suck for some, a quarterback to be taken fourth overall and then Mm -hmm. sit for a year, but Hey, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. You know, what are you going to do about it? So I say Cowboys, why not?
1: Now we're going to make a bit of a jump. And the reason why is the player that Uh we're talking about and, Number 14, the Oakland Raiders. Todd McShay has Robert Kendichi Kem, falling to the Oakland Raiders. I know in yours, your f- 1.0 mark, yep. your 3.0 is going to come out. 2.0, about, or 2.0 is going to come out the beginning of March area. You had him falling to the Seahawks. I have him falling in mine all the way to 28 to the Chiefs. And this is a big topic. This is going to be a big topic, I feel like, every time a mock draft comes out. Because how much is he going to fall? The way I see it is he is the Randy, you can say he's the Randy Gregory, he's the Shane Ray of this draft. The way that it was put out was we had some comments on the YouTube. The one that I'll read for you from Eric about Kimdichie is, I don't think Kim falls that far. I had him 28. If he makes it to the Jets, I'd be surprised if they don't take him. If he makes it to my Redskins, they will take him. Not that I want that to happen, but his talent is too great to pass up from pick 20 on.
0: Yeah, he's definitely good, but the question still comes to that character. How much do these GMs value that? And do coaches sit there and say, Hey, he's a good player, but, man, I don't want him on my team.
1: And then we had a user, CU Freeze, says, Randy Gregory falls to the second round for less reasons than the issue that Kim Dichi has. I guarantee he falls to the second or even Mm -hmm. third round. He has way too many off the fields. The way I see it and the way I had it in mind is the Raiders, they've got – the Raiders are an interesting team because they – Nearly doubled their win total from a season ago, and they're a team where they were on the edge where a play or two goes their way they're an eleven and five team. a play or two doesn't go their way they're back to being a three and thirteen team, so the way I see it with them having that much inconsistency I'm gonna say, yeah. I think they stay away from a guy like Kemdichi The kind of like, you know, too many off the field. Now we're going to have the combine and things are we're going to have a lot of things happen. Before and that'll the be draft.
0: that'll tell us a lot the combine yeah, for sure. The
1: combine interviews will tell us the most, I mm-hmm. believe. But the big thing right now is there's too many question marks. I think the Raiders stay away from them.
0: Yeah, right now I think you have, if you're one of these teams, you have him on your big board pretty high, mm-hmm. but he's in parentheses, or there's an asterisk there. like You're ready to move him at any time. You've got his spot reserved for if these character issues don't get cleared up. He has the the fortune here of his issues are pretty early on. Mm-hmm. We can get past those. Yeah, We were just talking about Cam Newton for almost a half hour. Remember, Cam Newton had a lot of character issues, questions, that for the most part got cleared up. And he went number one overall. Well, if his, they happen earlier, enough, was you can the, get cleared up.
1: His was the laptops that happened after his freshman year. Then mm-hmm. you had the whole uh, – The his, stuff with his – His, his uh, dad trying yeah. to the, – Like the allegations that he sold him to Mississippi State and mm-hmm. then, then said no and then they went to Auburn. But
0: – And even, you know, even last year with Jameis Winston, he had his issues. Plenty of time for them to get cleared up. If they happen early enough, it seems like teams are comfortable. Mm -hmm. If it's something where it happens a few weeks, a month before the draft, all of a sudden teams are sitting there going, ooh, I don't know about this guy.
1: And that's the thing. Like There are teams that when I was doing my mock draft, like the teams that were above where I had them that could use a DT, Buffalo, New York, the Jets, um, Redskins, Texans, and Seahawks. Seahawks to me, Pete Carroll goes no. We don't need that kind of, if there's issues, we don't need that on our team. The Jets, I don't think Todd Bowles adds that. Look at all the issues they had with Geno Smith. And when the one guy punched Geno Smith, what did they do the next day? They caught him. So that's a no-nonsense team. Washington, I don't think Jay Gruden's like that. Bill O'Brien would pass. The only guy that may take a stab at him is Rex Ryan because he's crazy enough.
0: He would love that. And
1: he's got Bob Ryan on the team now. Rob Rob Ryan, I'm thinking of the dad, but Rob Ryan on the team where it's, you know what? That may be, if he's going to go anywhere, if he's not going to fall, he'll go to 19.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of places he could go. It's going to be a big question mark. Any of these teams might take a stab, and someone might trade up, which we're not talking trades, but someone might trade up No, we're not
1: talking trades yet. We'll get there. What about number 20 in Todd McShay's Zeke going to
0: to the Jets? I don't get it. I mean Chris Ivory, I know he's what 27, but he did good things for the Jets. Uh the Jets are not a team I think that really needs to go and get themselves well, sort of running back. And another
1: right now. thing that needs to then you know how we talk about things changing and the combine being one of them for Dici. for the Jets, the thing that's really going to narrow down what they need is free agency because they top three running backs on their team, all are going to be free agents. So it depends on how many they bring back. Also, they have Wilkerson and Harrison, their DTs, hitting free agency. So depending on what they what they get back, what leaves, mm-hmm. it could be a yin and yang type of thing where it's like, okay, we need running back because we lost two of them. Or it could be, hey, we lost both of our DTs. Let's go ahead and get a defensive tackle.
0: I just think when you have multiple needs, I mean, unless you- BPA is the best way to go. The teams that win typically go BPA, but when you got multiple needs and you want to address them,
1: unless you're the Patriots and just trade back,
0: yeah, exactly. Running back pretty much always falls a little to the middle of the pack. I mm-hmm. think if you got if you need defensive tackles again, maybe there's nobody there, but there probably will be, or you can get that running back. I'm gonna take the defensive tackle because I can get running backs that are probably about as good in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's you're running back to one of those positions where in this day and age of the NFL, you can, I don't want to say easily because nothing's easy in the NFL, but you can get somebody in the middle of the draft that will do the job just fine. The NFL proves it and you can go by committee.
1: I'm going to ask you about your team, mm-hmm. the Bears. Miles Jack, what do you think?
0: I mean, I'm fine with it. You know, none of the linebacker picks get me super excited because mm-hmm. I feel like it's the obvious pick. Um, you know, I, I do like when occasionally you'll, you'll see a mock draft that tries to do something bold with the bears. Uh, not too much so far. Like
1: mine. Yeah. Did you see who I had him going uh, with?
0: Um, I did not actually.
1: Mine was, uh, uh, I'll give you a hint. Who did you guys draft in the year 2000? Are you
0: gonna, we, we don't want, oh, the 2000.
1: nine. 2009th overall pick, became the leader of your defense in the middle. Brian Urlacher. Brian Urlacher. That's a linebacker. Oh, no, he Raglan. was a safety.
0: He was a safety yeah. back then.
1: I had you going with Reggie Radlin. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I was, the first for a second, I thought you were going to, when you were like, who did you, I thought you were going to get us, or have us take the Fuller brother. And no, not Kendall real, Fuller. I was going to no. be really mad at you if no, you had Kendall us do that. No, not Kendall Fuller. But, uh, uh, but, yeah, I mean, the linebackers, like, you could take, you could, whether it's, uh, whether it's Miles Jack or I'm forgetting the name of the other top linebacker. Jalen Smith, yeah, the
1: Notre Dame guy,
0: yeah, who I think is a little bit better. Um, and I think he would fit the team a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But they're they're good. You can take them. They don't get me too excited necessarily. It's definitely a need.
1: See my pick, my team. I don't know what the hell Todd McShay's thinking. I mean Darren Lee, outside linebacker. Yeah, he's nice. But we don't need we don't need another outside linebacker. Mm. What we really need is a wide receiver yeah. to compliment Stefan Diggs because I love Diggs, but I don't think he's a true number one. The, we I mean, need a guy to be a true number one. When
0: was the last time the Vikings had a true number one wide receiver? Randy Moss and Chris Carter. Yeah, it's been forever. <laughs> it has been forever. Take
1: eighty four jerseys out is the last time. Well, I mean, you could kinda uh, Sydney Rice, I mean, nope. was kind of a number one for us. Mm. When it was him and Percy, yeah,
0: that when was that duo ever on the on the field at the same time? Right,
1: true. There's a lot of headaches. I mean, Corder Patterson was Heesh basically was a supposed punt returner. to be, yeah, but he was more of a punt returner. I mean, I just don't get it. I I would go wide. I did have them go wide receiver. Another, I did too. Another thing in the in the one point zero, he had the Bengals reach for Will Fuller. Now he has him go with another reach. Yeah. He's got Broxton Miller. It's like really, he, it would be need, fun. They need a wide receiver. Have him go with a guy that's probably a wildcat
0: guy. Yeah, Ohio State, the Ohio State University. Yeah,
1: he's, I mean, does he have the potential to maybe be the first quarterback wide? Re- like, could he be the Antoine Randall? Make the transition from. Quarterback to wide receiver mm-hmm. and be a wide receiver in the NFL. I mean, fortunately,
0: it, he's had some time to try and do it. So it's far. it's either
1: you're going to be Antoine Randall who played he he played quarterback in high school, so he yeah. had time to switch, or you can be Pat White, Joe mm-hmm. Webb, shoelace, shoelace. Who's well, shoelace he, is now
0: running back. Yeah, right. I was going to say, what's he doing now, running back? So yeah, I mean, it's weird. I, I honestly, I can see this being. McShay's sitting there going, mm-hmm. the Bengals. What do I want the Bengals? You know what? This will be fun. Let's put Broxton Miller out there.
1: The one thing I will tell you, and this is kind of a little extra spoiler for anyone who is going to be looking for my next mock draft. After the Panthers lost the Super Bowl, I immediately said to Dave Oster and Sean Anderson, who I was watching the Super Bowl with from the Fast Break podcast, and i looked at him and i said you know what in my 3.0 panthers are taking a wide receiver they need i know Madly. benjamin i need i know benjamin's coming back but they need someone else who can catch the ball besides yeah. greg olson
0: they let steve smith go and they're still regretting it they're still regretting it like,
1: they need someone who can t- catch the game they got, the gre- ga- they got greg ball.
0: olson and what did the broncos do said you're not going past a greg olson Okay. We're not letting Greg Olson touch the ball.
1: Okay, let's be honest, and this is like my only Super Bowl rant for the uh-huh. draft portion. That, like, I found it funny that in the first quarter, when we had that Cotchery catch, I'm going to call it because it was a catch, and uh, I'm sitting there going, "Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna overturn this as soon as Mike Carey showed his fucking face." And said, "Yeah, they should overturn it." I'm like, "Up, oh, now it's going to stand." What mm-hmm. happens? Cleek Blakeman comes out and goes, "The play stands."
0: Yeah, they Nobody should just knows fire. Him. They should
1: just fire Mike Carey because whatever he says, the refs do the opposite. Nobody knows what he it like it catches. It's like the refs hate him on the CBS broadcast. They,
0: they're not even watching the play; they're just listening to what he says. They're yeah, watching it's, CBS. What,
1: whatever, whatever he says, and then up, oh, we're going to say the opposite. I oh, I hate that because that was a catch. Is there anything that we missed in this mock draft that you really wanted to talk about?
0: Uh, I just want to point out we're still going three quarterbacks in the first round.
1: We are. Paxton Lynch, we didn't... Well, let, let's mention that. Paxton Lynch to the Rams.
0: Poor guy. <laughs> that's what I that's yeah. what I was saying. The Rams Poor is guy. not... It's not a... See, the thing with the Rams, like, they're not a terrible team. They're just kind of stuck in mediocre bad land.
1: And they're moving to L.A.
0: Yeah, and that's... I'm. I'm still not be convinced. So, there's That's one be of the high those... expectations
1: from the LA faithful, yeah.
0: I believe. LA is one of those places. Well, LA and faithful. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> where I'm saying you got to prove it to me. You got to show it to mm-hmm. me for me to believe it.
1: So we're gonna move on to our last segment of the podcast, and this one's basically Peyton Manning. What is Peyton Manning's legacy after the Super Bowl?
0: Fortunately, he won. If <laughs> he lost. There would be such a different conversation. Um, you know, it, Peyton Manning, is he the greatest of all time? I'm not 100% sure I can say yes, but I'm not 100% sure I can say no. i got to see the end of Tom Brady's career before I'm able to say that. Um, Do you think he comes back? You know, the thing – here's the thing, Ricky <laughs> – All he's got to do. Because so far
1: he's saying, you know what? I'm going to take my time to think about it. I'm just
0: thinking about a lot of beer right now. Budweiser. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They showed it. They had an infograph on there that was like, you know, all the records he's got. First in this. First in that. First in that. There's one thing he was tied for first in. That was regular season wins. All he's got to do is come back for one game and win it. And he's got that record too. Now he'll lose it. You know, like five games later when Tom Brady takes it from mm-hmm. him. But at least he'll have held it. You know, he'll have had it for a little bit of time. Um, do I think he comes back? No, he's done. I, I don't even want to pretend. Him. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of teams want to have Peyton Manning. But a lot of teams are also saying, hey, Peyton, when you're ready to coach, you come talk to us. We'll get, we'll make you a quarterback's coach.
1: You want to know something that is very interesting that this is – Mm-hmm. About the Super Bowl that I just looked up. Gil Brandt tweeted this. Most watched Super Bowls. One, two, three, four, five. Out of the top seven. Carolina-Denver is in the top seven. Mm-hmm. Where do you think it falls? Third. It was third. 111.9 million. It was point six ahead of New York versus New England. I don't know which one. But... It was behind the last two. Last year's was the most watched Super Bowl. Yeah, with 114.4 million. I just I saw that and I just thought it was kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, it's definitely pretty crazy. Um, you know, I, I just don't think, I don't think Peyton Manning has anything left to give. You know, he he won and he's going to ride off in the sunset. I think he knows his body can't do it again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: His Peyton Manning is lucky beyond belief. That he got pulled, Brock Osweiler managed with that defense to keep everything going nice and strong. He kept the seat warm and Peyton Manning was able to somehow get weasel his way back onto the starting roster. You know, when they call like everyone likes to say, they called in the relief pitcher, the old wily veteran out there, who happens to be one of the greatest of all time, and he was able to come right back in at the perfect time when his body was healed enough mm-hmm. to do it. Uh, and just get to the very end. Basically, but I mean, what's what's we don't need to go through all of his stats. But Peyton Manning, we want to talk. Cam Newton was bad in the Super Bowl. Peyton Manning was fucking terrible. In the you, Super know Bowl. Was, you know
1: what was you know was great in my mom, uh her squares. Uh-huh. They did a prop. Oh, like, I was so close in the thing. squares.
0: So close in the squares.
1: I had terrible numbers. I had four. I had. Four for the Panthers, two for the Broncos. I knew I was screwed.
0: I needed Cam Newton to not throw that fucking interception, and I could have gotten those squares. You know what was great. I put one of the
1: questions was, does Peyton have more touchdowns or interceptions? I said interceptions. And I was right because he had one INT, no touchdowns.
0: Yeah, and, you know I, I don't want to criticize Peyton Mayne too much because he did enough. He didn't lose the game. The he thing, did enough.
1: The best thing he did was he came out determined. Yeah. And he got them on the board
0: first. And he said, you know what? He said, this time I'm not going to let this ball go past my face. He
1: said, you know what? I'm coming out here and I'm giving it all I got. Mm. And he had nothing at the end. He had nothing at the end. The only reason why they scored that touchdown, like we said, was because they got the fumble and the penalty.
0: Yeah. And there was – I forget what his QBR was, but his QBR was terrible. You know, And I don't want to criticize – Peyton Manning too much I mean the team we knew that this team was defense Mm -hmm. we knew that was going to be my. I picked the the Denver Broncos to win and I said the only way they do it is that they just let Peyton Manning hang around fortunately they didn't even really need to let him hang around they just won the game themselves essentially Uh, but the thing for Peyton there's nothing else for him to give there's really nothing else for him to do
1: to me there's he's not let's be honest he's not coming back he's retiring but if he comes back I feel like he'll only come back to troll Tom Brady. And the reason why I say that is Gil Brandt last night tweeted out, Tom Brady, 196, needs five more wins to pass Peyton at 200 for most all time. So Peyton could come back just to say, hey, Tom, you ain't getting it yet. I'm going to keep pace with you.
0: Not if he goes to the Rams.
1: could win at least five. Mm, but Tom Brady that. will win more than five Tom Brady's winning at least 10 yeah. next year. let's be honest I I just think the only
0: f- the reason why I, s- I will not be willing to say Peyton Manning will not be playing our I think he's
1: retiring I think he's got it why not write off the top. one thing I'll say he's Strahan, not willing Bennis, I can't L-way. say he will
0: not be participating in football next year is the way I want to word it because I think there's a good chance he might coach Somewhere, somehow, I don't necessarily think he does it next year. But can you imagine if they're like
1: somebody? The Giants go quarterback coach, get out of here, Peyton. Coach your brother. Well, you know who needs a new coach
0: (laughs) is the Patriots. Just saying, they could use a new offensive coach. Tom
1: Tom Brady. uh, Hey, Dad's coming home, Tom. Yeah, (laughs) Daddy's coming home.
0: It's just I. You know, somebody asked about. Are we? Can we expect to see Peyton Manning on NFL? Or on ESPN. Can we see him on Center? Can we see him doing one of these things? Can we see him breaking down quarterback film like John Gruden? I don't think that satisfies the competitive nature of Peyton Manning. Now, there's a lot of competitive guys out there doing anchoring, you know, stuff like that. So maybe he'll be just fine. But this man is a genius. He breaks down film. He reads defenses like nobody else. He knows exactly what's going to happen and what to expect and how to counter it. I There's no reason in my mind you don't put him up in the box and let him talk to that offensive coordinator and to the quarterback downstairs.
1: I just read something about Peyton Manning that kind of made me upset because... What's this, that? I hope this team doesn't do it, but I'm looking at an article on ESPN that is our 2016 NFL crystal ball. Uh-huh. So they're trying to like predict stuff for next year. And number five on this list... Peyton Manning becomes the new the face of the new Tennessee Titans ownership group.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: So he becomes an owner of the Titans. Like, they convince him because he went to the University Tennessee. of Tennessee. He
0: was a volunteer. I
1: originally thought, I'll be honest, when I first read that, I looked over ownership group, yeah. and I immediately thought they meant quarterback. Now that it's his ownership group, I'm not that mad. Well, like, I could see him oh, trying
0: to be... Uh, I don't see him doing owners like being a, an owner. John like a Elway.
1: football operations guy, what like I, a GM, front office kind of guy. Maybe you Coach, know
0: better, Ricky, maybe because you are the the college football guy in the room. I don't pay that much attention until it's relevant to mm-hmm. the NFL. Um, Tennessee was bad last year, right? They weren't good. They weren't great. They could a they? Bowl game. Could they use former star quarterback of the Tennessee Volunteers to come out there and help them out? Uh, I mean,
1: no. I I don't think he goes back and coaches.
0: I don't see why he couldn't coach. Well, He is a coach. He's He's a player coach. He made all the decisions himself out there. The only coach who ever tried to make any decisions was Gary Kubiak. Mm -hmm. Gary Kubiak said, you get under the center. You do it now. No, I'm
1: saying I don't see why he goes back to coach. Tennessee. Tennessee, because right now, are you That's talking a head coach connection. or any coach? No, no,
0: just give me a spot. Give okay. me a spot on that offense.
1: Because their head coach.
0: Quarterback which, coach,
1: something. You, you know what? Fun fact, I huh. find out that me and Butch Jones, the head coach at Tennessee, share a birthday. Nice. But, yeah, I mean,
0: they're— Yeah, Tennessee, I wasn't going to say head—you no, know, just go ten- straight to head coach.
1: Tennessee's on the up and up. I mean, in Jones's first—this is his third season uh-huh. that just passed— 5-7, and 6-7, and 9-4. and four. So, so not they're, terrible. They're getting better. They started 6th in the SEC East. They finished tied for 2nd this
0: year. I so just, like I said, not you know, too bad. If anybody's going to give Peyton Manning a spot as their quarterback coach or something, or even if it's just some bullshit assistant mm-hmm. position they make up because they want him up in the booth watching defenses, uh, Peyton Manning's the guy, and Tennessee's got such a good connection.
1: I just hope, and I was talking with this to Sean Anderson on my way home from uh, our Super Bowl gathering, I hope Peyton doesn't go to L.A. because the way I described it was Brett Favre coming back for that one last season. Brett Favre should have gotten it. Like, after he got injured in the Bounty Gate Championship, conference championship, should have just hung him up. Said, you know what? I'm hanging him up. Shouldn't have came back for that last season. And the first thing Sean said was, oh, and he wanted Peyton to lose because he's a Tom Brady guy, but he goes, man, I hope that happens because he's like, you know what? The Bears always play the Rams, and if we play them in the Coliseum, which is a college stadium, much like the Vikings did when we um, injured Brett Favre, he's like, oh, man, that would be great. Just to see one of the linebackers just standing, like standing over, ending, like I'm. I'm like, no, don't just don't come back. Stay, reti- like, just retire right off into the sunset, John Elway.
0: It. Yeah, that's what he should do. Hopefully, he does. I mean, Dungy. There's appar- nothing left to do.
1: Dungy apparently called him Saturday and said, "Whatever happens, take time to think about the decision and make sure you're at peace with it."
0: I really was hoping that. He won, and in his press conference, he just said, that's it. I'm done. He just said, I knew I was going to retire. I just didn't want to take away from the spotlight of the team or something like that. And just goes, now I can say I'm done. I really want him to do it then, because he has to know that he's done. He has to know he doesn't have anything left. Maybe he wants to go talk to a doctor and say, you think this old arm's got something? And the doctor just laughs in his face and says, shut up. Well, his
1: arm. mom, apparently, I can't remember which press Newspaper online source it was, but um, Olivia
0: Manning came out and said, "God, I hope he retires." Everyone wants him to retire. There's probably not a single person out there who really is saying, "Man, I really wish Peyton Manning would just come back for one more." Because apparently
1: Peyton has said he hasn't talked to his wife about it, his dad about it. Which the funny thing, I think it's bullshit. uh, He has. Doug Gottlieb brought this up today too. Was Archie came out and said like, but. Oh, I'm I'm not going to meddle in that because I don't meddle in things. And Doug goes, oh, really? You don't?
0: No, Archie would never meddle.
1: (laughs) Why why did Eli not go to San San Diego? Hey, Eli, do you want to go to San Diego? Eli looks at Archie, looks back, no.
0: No, please no. (laughs) Oh, equal Manning.
1: But that is going to do it for our a little bit longer than usual onside kick. We finally hit over an hour. I believe both the onside kick and the primetime podcast hit over an hour. No, the primetime podcast was close.
0: I just looked at it. But
1: that's going to do it for the onside kick. You can follow me on Twitter at Ricky Widmer.
0: Mark is at the— I do want to say one thing really quick cause I see it right now um, as we're recording. The reports, I don't know where it's coming from. I just see it on Facebook, Trending News. It's coming from CBS. Okay. Uh, Archie Manning says that he believes his son is done in Denver. Okay. Not necessarily done with football, done in Denver.
1: And your thing— Makes me think of something we didn't mention. You know who did steal the spotlight away from Peyton last night for retirement? Eli. Marshawn. Eli did. Marshawn the way with his he, sad, yeah. sad face. Marshawn the way he retired on Twitter. Yeah. But that's gonna do it for the onside kick. Like i saying I'm at Ricky Widmer. Marks at the Mark Weber with two E's. Most valuable pod is our most valuable podcast is at most valuable pod. If you're on SoundCloud, hit that nice little gray heart. I don't know why they're not red. On SoundCloud, hit the repost button. That kind of looks like retweet. If you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. If you're new, hit the like button. If you're new or old, thank you guys yet again for checking out this podcast. And as always, have a good day, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.